Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. No people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Second Fenway Rundown of the weekend. I'm Chris Cotillo, Sean McAdam here as always. And we have a special guest today on the pod, Kenley Jansen, Red Sox closer. Subject of many a trade rumor, obviously, but happy to have Kenley join us today. Uh, We get into a lot, you know, trade rumors, his future. Hall of Fame, thoughts, all that good stuff. So we appreciate you listening. Plenty of coverage still coming from Fort Myers this week on the site, on the pod, and our Fenway Rundown Insider Text Program. That's an opportunity to get all the information on the Red Sox alerts, when news breaks, a chance to correspond with me, with Chris Cotillo, with Chris Smith, to occasionally provide some fodder for this very podcast, and to do and to join All you have to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257, then click the link to subscribe. It comes with a free 14-day trial period and a $4.99 monthly charge after that. We have Kenley Jansen on the Fenway Rundown. Needs no introduction. Uh, Extremely long, decorated resume. Kenley, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Rainy, horrible day here in Fort Myers weather-wise, but just want to start with this. What are your impressions of this group so far? I know it's early, but different group than last year, and um, just what are your impressions from the first week of camp? Well, you know, get to know the guys still, to be honest with you, and um, I really didn't have time yet to just, you know, really gel with the team yet. Um, Just taking care of my, my arm, make sure that I'm getting ready, but you know, see, guys are excited. Young guys, a lot of young guys, and you know, um, we'll 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 get into it in in the next week, and and see how the camp goes. You're uh, dealing with a, a lat issue early in camp here, and that's got you on a no throw for a few days. Get us up to date on that, if you would, Kenley, in terms of how you feel and how soon you might be back to throwing and and getting into the regular spring training preparation. Yeah, so I'll be ready tomorrow. So tomorrow will be the first day I will play catch, and um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I feel and how it goes, and you know, from there we'll ramp up and, and get ready for the season. You were pretty vocal at the trade deadline about wanting to add, thinking the team could make a playoff push. Obviously, didn't happen. Um, off season, you know, for some a little underwhelming, and then yesterday, you, know, you guys lose a big piece of the bullpen in Schreiber. Um, at this stage in your career, is it tough when subtractions happen and additions don't? You know, you've been on winners your whole career, and you know that kind of move yesterday. Just what was your reaction to that? I mean, of course, you know, um, you will feel disappointed. Of course, you know, just watching a good teammate go. Um, but I understand it's just a business, also too, and we got to see what you know um, the front office have, what what vision they have to, to improve this ball club, and. 
um, yeah, definitely when you see a good guy like that, a good teammate like that go, I feel disappointed. But, you know, at the same time, we got to prepare and get ready, um, be mentally um, ready for the season. And whoever sits on the team, you know, we got to, you know, try to help improve and get better. You live in L.A. You played for the Dodgers for a long time. In your backyard this winter, it seemed like that's where all the activity in baseball was. The Dodgers get Otani, they get Yamamoto, they mm -hmm. trade for Glass now. Mm -hmm. They are kind of this uber team being aggressive. Is it frustrating being part of a legacy franchise here, a big market team that wasn't making or in on those kind of moves? Um, you know, um, if you ask me personally, um, yeah, of course, you know, but then, you know, um, you got to see what they have in mind of what they try to accomplish here. and. You know, um, we had a new GM, you know, um, by Craig Breslow. So, you know, we got to see what his vision is and what he wants to improve for the team. And also, you know, I guess they want to go young. And, you know, so it's a lot of things, a lot of factors happening. But, of course, for me being on the winning team for so long in my career, and I'm used to just winning. And I'm not saying this is not a winning team. We just got to go out there and we got to compete. At the end of the day, you see Washington Nationals, um, you know, in 2019, they was the worst team in the bigs for like the first few couple of months, maybe three, and then they step it up and win the championship. So a lot of things can happen in this ball game. You know, we got to stay positive and um, whenever we have opportunity, chance for me to go out there to help this team improve and win ball games, and that's what I will be, I will be doing. You are, you know, as you mentioned, kind of in a new boat of being the elder statesman, the, the oldest guy on the team, the most experienced. How do you plan to, you know, along with a guy like Giolito, some of these other veterans, kind of embrace that and be, you know, maybe more vocal of a leader as, as you've been in the past? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing that for a while already in my career, you know. Um, coming up with the Dodgers, you know, being a leader in my bullpen and, 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 and help and, you know, you, you learn you know, how we win ball games, and, you know, for me, I'm going to just use my experience and, you know, how we can prepare ourselves to get ready every day, that, that mental side of it also, too, and help develop. So um, I'm going to do my part. I remember talking to you last September and sensing how frustrated you were mm -hmm. about, A, how the season had gone for the team and the fact that this was going to be the first time in a long time that you were not taking part in the postseason. How long did it take to get over that? And how did that maybe color your offseason, the disappointment of not being in the playoffs? Um, definitely was frustrated. Um, I tried to like block it out and spend more time with my family and do other stuff. And, you know, um, like you say, 10 years straight in the playoffs. And last year was the first year I wasn't. So. Um, it's definitely, it definitely wasn't a great feeling, but at the same time, I take a advantage and use it for my family and my kids and, you know, um, try to find other things to motivate me, you know, to get better, to, to start a healthy 2024 season, and here we are again. How did you spend October? I mean, you did you watch postseason baseball at all? No, not at all. <laughs> on yeah. purpose? Uh, it's just, it's, it's not fun, you know. If you're not in it, you, you used to be in it. You used to compete in it, and it's a different when you're in it and you get eliminated. You know that's a part of the game, but not making it, you know, it wasn't a great feeling. So um, definitely wanted to stay away and um, 
just be around my kids, you know, be around my kids, help them in any other stuff they wanted to help develop in life, and that's what I was. With the Dodgers, obviously, that team when you were there was favored pretty much to win the division every year. The Braves have become a powerhouse when you were there for the year. How do you kind of, you know, as a leader, deliver a message to a team where the expectations are lower? Is it a chip on your shoulder type of thing you've never had to deal with before? Yeah, I never had to deal before. I mean, I can I can say that, you know, don't let anybody underestimate us. You know, just go out there and be free. You know, play. You know, um, there's no expectation anyway, so why not? You know, just why not us? So that's that's the attitude you gotta have out there and 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 use it and and earn trust. You know, earn earn that stripe that you know we we we're gonna be good. So. Um, like I say, it's it's a part right now. It's gonna we're gonna have a lot of young kids, and um, I think it's just how can we be consistent and do consistent things, even when we are consistent and things is not going our way. How can we be mentally, you know, battling those fatigue part of the game that, you know, sometimes you might run to a tough stretch, but you know you gotta, you know, learn how to bounce back and be back on 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 where you want to be. So. Um, so a lot of things, you know, we we have to learn, and um, we got to take it one day at a time. You, uh, over your career, have dealt with free agency a couple of times in the last few years, leaving L.A. to go to Atlanta and then leaving Atlanta to sign here uh, a year ago on a two-year deal, but you have not been traded. And yet there have been, as recently as a few weeks ago, even last week, there were talks about perhaps the Red Sox at least listening to offers for you in a trade. I think you said the other day you're trying to tune that out and not pay too much attention to it. But is that hard? Um, you've not been traded. You've not been through that. So to hear that this late in your career as an established player, is it difficult to deal with? But how do you deal with that? the, the surrounding rumors? You know, I mean, it is tough, you know. Um, it is tough, but, you know, like you say, you just got to block it out and don't go and try to search for it. And, um, you know, spend time. When I was there, I spent time with my family. So now it became a little bit harder again because now my family is over there and I'm here. So um, you just got to learn how to block it out and, and come here, do my work. And um, as of right now, I'm still in Boston. Um, and whatever happens, happens. So... Um, but, you know, as, as of now, when I'm here, I'm going to help, you know, develop these other guys around me, you know, um, to get them better, um, you know, and I can share a lot of my experience and see how they can learn something from me, I can learn something from them, and, you know, um, one thing I will know, I will never quit on my team, so whatever team I am, so, um, but yes, that's, it is frustrating. Um, it is hard, but um, you got to learn how to block it out and and be ready for a, a good season. Who are some of the young arms, some of the young guys on this team that you are most excited about kind of seeing take that next step this year? You know, I want to see Gronk for sure. You know, um, he having a great season with us last year. And, you know, he have it. He have ability to be a late-inning guys. And, you know, some other guys, you know, that I'm learning still and, you know, um, they're gonna be good, so um, you know we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I know that you have um, 
championed Andrew Jones's case for the Hall of Fame. He's a special player to you, coming from your home country, made you a Braves fan. But I'm wondering about another Hall of Fame candidacy, and that's Billy Wagner. Yeah. There have not been a lot of modern-day closers elected to the Hall of Fame. Uh, when you see Wagner get as close as he did and fall a little short, how do you feel? And as one of seven or eight guys with 400 or more career saves, do you think that Cooperstown could be in your future when you retire? You know, um, that's a thing that I don't think about, to be honest with you. Like, um, I, li- I love this game. I love doing what I'm doing. I love closing ball games, And to me, that's fun, dealing with that stress, dealing with, you know, that, that anxiety and um, to closing ball games and help your team win. I think that's one thing that I really fall in love doing. And, you know, I just try to stay consistent, man. I think it's just more for you guys to vote me in. And um, at the end of the day, I'm going to come here every day and give, give my best my best, and and keep working hard. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I think he eventually he got, what, how many more years? Like, he got a yes. couple more years left. I think eventually he will get in. I mean, that's the nastiest, you know, lefty late inning guy you would have ever saw, you know, in the game with this heater and the slider. Um, I enjoy watching pitch. And, um, yeah, I'm rooting for him to get in. It, it creates hopes for guys like us. So, um, on the same time, you know, for me, it's just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, set your goals, you know. Um, why not try to get to 500? That's how I see it right now. So, I'm not far away. You know, I'm just going to bust my butt every day and and stay consistent and keep my mind right, keep my mind straight and looking for the finish line. You, you say that you can't control the Hall of Fame vote. That's up mm-hmm. to people like us who are voting. But do you think that you have put together the kind of career that should put you on the, in that special class? Um, I think, you know, like I say, I, I just want to be consistent. I want to be one of the most consistent relievers. You, you might be remember playing this game and you know, quite frankly, Mariana do it for so long time with that cutter. So, you know, I know I have that special pitch, which is the cutter also, too. And, you know, I like listening my name to be in those conversations. But on the same times, you know, for me, just keep focus, focus to win ball games. How much longer do you want to do this? You know, obviously, you just touched on 500 saves. But is there, you know, I think Chris Sale, after he was traded, said he doesn't have five more years in him, and different guys set timelines. But do you have an idea of how, how much longer you want to pitch? You know, I won't, I won't set timeline. You know, to me, it's whenever the good Lord say that, you know, it's time to move on, you know, I will get that message and I will move on. So I want to be able that I will walk away from the game, not, you know, uh, the game walked away from me. So um, a lot of things is not in my control, but, you know, all I can do is be consistent every day and hopefully I can play this game for quite a while because I love it. You know, it's not about the money, it's just about the love of a game that you play since I was five years old and I'm still be capable to do it on a high level. So I think it's fun and I want to do it for quite a while. You've pitched in both leagues now. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite bullpen environment in the big leagues? What, Where do you like warming up if, if it's not the, your home ballpark like Fenway or Dodger Stadium or Atlanta, what, what's the best environment where the fans are into it, where you like the atmosphere, where you can hear them, have a little fun with them? What, what's the best place for you? You know, I can't say 
I can't like not acknowledge, you know, Fenway and Dodger Stadium. Those are the two electric places I believe to come in. You know, Dodger Stadium is one of them. Whenever my California Love song come out, you know, that stadium is shaking. But uh, to listen to the Sweet Caroline song, you know, while I'm warming up, you know, how electric the fans are. And one other environment that I really, really used to love is the Rickley Field when the bullpen used to be on the side. Yep. You know, those were, that was the best environment, I could say, you know, warming up to go in the game. And last thing for you, obviously you've pitched in now two, you know, kind of different big-time places in L.A. and Boston, Atlanta two for the year. But what did you learn about yourself in Boston for the first year? I'm like, what, what was different about the experience than everything you've experienced in your career so far? It's such a unbelievable organization, man. Um, you got to embrace Pitch and Fenway, one of the most historic ballparks in, in, in game right now. Um, and, you know, every day I remember coming to the ballpark, it's just something about Fenway that, you know, you just come and, and bring, give your best. And you can feel the crowd so close to you and, you know, how they root for you, how those fans are so um, um, there with you. So I think it's awesome. So um, I love doing it again. Thanks again to Kenley Jansen for joining us on today's Fenway Rundown. Again, a couple more episodes coming this week. If you want to know who the guests are going to be before we even have them on the show, we do tell people on the Fenway Rundown Insider Text Program, Sean. And you're probably asking yourself, well, how would I be able to take part in that Fenway Rundown program? The answer is quite simple. Text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257 and then click the link to subscribe. We will give you a 14-day trial period out of the goodness of our hearts. After that, a very reasonable $4.99 per month charge. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.